everyone, and welcome back to She's All That Minute. The podcast where we analyze the 1999 examination of popularity in high school, She's All That, one minute at a time. I'm your co-host, Aaron. I'm your co-host, James. And it's Minute 88, which begins with Zach, with uh, Lainey not answering Zach's question about <laughs> if she's all right. Uh-huh. Um, and it goes through Lainey asking the very appropriate question, so how long have you been here anyway? Yeah. I, uh, my, let me give you a little, uh, read tease of my last note. I guessed at how long he was going to say. Oh, good. So we'll get to that in, it's my third note. So. Okay. It'll be. Well, I have one note. Cool. Cool. And it's really just a description of what Lainey did to, uh, escape Dean. Okay. So I think what we should do here is, okay, I'm going to, wait, let me just see. Okay, so basically the notes I have is, you, um, Lainey says, you know, sexual harassment is still a big issue these days. It's on my walls downstairs, which, listen, this movie plot-wise is rough, but sometimes it's on my walls downstairs about how sexual harassment is still a big problem these days. I, I liked it. I liked it uh-huh. very much. Um, cause it's such an, like, listen, it is, and it remains so 20, 20 years later, we're going to call it 20 and not 22, which is what it really is. But it's such a nerdy thing to have on your walls. Like, <laughs> yep. it's at the same time, both correct and nerdy. So, um, mm-hmm. perfect, uh, Lainey. Uh, my next note is... Um, about the event, and my third note is about um, how long Zach has been there. So I think, here's my pitch for what we do for this episode, because we're going to have a discrepancy in what I'm about to say. Okay. We need to paint the scene that, again, is not in the movie. Of course. Of the plot that happens with the the, the short story um uh, Dean and Lainey exit stage left. Mm-hmm. Um, and what what you, you need to paint for me is we see Lainey leave with Dean. We see her come home by herself. Right. Tell me in your mind what the events of that period are. So I have always, for absolutely no reason, I have always thought to myself that they get as far as in the hotel room and he tries to kiss her and she's like, whoa, what the fuck? Mm. And then she leaves. Now that makes no sense because Lainey's not stupid. Right. And she's not going to go into a hotel room with him not expecting him to make a pass. Right. So what I think actually happened is Dean is kind of driving around, not towards her house. And she's like, where are we going? He probably said, let's go. You know, he had already, he had set up prom. Do you want to get out of here? So she's probably, you know, asking, where are we going? And he's like, just, you'll, you'll see, you'll see. And yeah. she's like, maybe he's going to take me someplace to get ice cream. Or, you know, maybe we're going to go get French fries. Like so probably something food based. Maybe we'll go <sighs> walk on the beach barefoot. Something, right. you know, something either cute or teenagery or romantic or some combination of the above or greasy right (laughs) he pulls up outside a hotel Mm -hmm. and i think that's when it clicks for her and she's like what are we doing here 
And he's like, well, I got us a room. And she's like, no, no, yeah. I'm why, why would you do that? And he leans over to try to force a kiss upon her. Right. And she shoves him away. And then he's like, oh, come on, don't be like that. And he gets all handsy and obnoxious. And that is when she pulls out her anti-rape horn yep. and blasts it in his ear. Right. And then okay. she must exit the car and maybe even go inside the hotel to use their phone to call a cab. Okay. At which point we could have Zach come running into the hotel. Right. And he, you know, to ask, because he's just found out that that is the hotel that Dean is registered at. And he goes running into the hotel, intent on running up to room 409, but then he sees Lainey standing at the concierge desk calling a cab. Right. And that is where this entire conversation that they are having for the rest of this week should occur. Okay. I like that. It is similar to what I have always pictured and what I, in fact, pictured this time, too. And by by always, I do mean just this time because I don't remember picturing anything else, but who knows? Sure. It's been a while since we've, either of us has watched this movie. Truly. Um, I just want to read what the dialogue is just so that the listener can know just how thin we are working with here. Yes. So he says, are you all right? Zach says, Jesse told me he heard Dean talking about how he wanted to and then she said, I just figured out figured it out a little late is all. You know, sexual harassment is still a big issue these days. It's on my walls downstairs. That's why why I carry this. And she pulls out the air horn. You push a little button and it makes a noise like a foghorn. You can hear it half a mile away. I put it up to his ear. I just hope it doesn't cause any permanent damage. So first of all, before I tell you what I had always pictured, she has a brother with double hearing aids. Double hearing aids. Oh, Double hearing true. aids. <laughs> like, That's she would be true. so sensitive to ear damage. Yeah, you would think so. Okay, so yesterday when you said something about, given Lainey's family medical history, she yeah. makes some questionable choices. And I'm like, where does she do something that could give her cancer? Ooh, well. Yep. I was thinking about her mom. I had completely forgotten about Simon's double hearing aids because they're literally never mentioned at any point in this movie. Correct, correct. However... If what you're gonna do is blast an air horn in someone ear in someone's ears, maybe take them out altogether. I don't know. I'm not a professional Hollywood movie writer, technically. Um, <laughs> yet. <laughs> yeah, I was like, she did what with what in the what? Um, so here's what I pictured. They leave. They get into his uh, car. Now, now you're right that there has to be enough time for Zach to be. Follow to not leave at the same time as them, to drive to different hotels, to strike out, presumably calling more than two hotels, and then go wait at their house in a way that isn't him walking in right before she walks in. But what I always pictured, regardless of, I mean, because listen, it's not like the movie makers care about time, is that basically he starts doing the like, uh, I'm driving with one hand and running my hand up your leg up, you know, pushing your dress up sort of deal mm-hmm. um, with the other one. And she kind of puts his, put, you know, moves his hand away um, once because that's the, figured it out a little late. Because in my mind, the characterization we've seen of Lainey is he gets an air horn to the ear minute one, but we'll give her, she figured it out a little late. She's like, oh, you're so silly. And he's like, no, come on. And like, he does more, you know, touching that he shouldn't mm-hmm. be 
uh, consentless touching. And then right. she blasts him in the ear with an air horn. And um, hopefully not. Are you picturing this while he's actively driving? Yeah. 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 Yikes. I assumed they were parked somewhere, like the hotel parking lot. <laughs> I would, I would, I could, I could see it. I, I think that if I'm, mm, if I'm writing Dean, saved it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I take her to the beach where we met and like stay there for a second. If we need a parked car, that's where I'm going. Okay. I have the hotel, but I don't want to, um, reveal that I have the hotel too quickly, I think. Okay. So I definitely pictured that Paul Walker, um, that Dean drove her home in a very awkward, he can't hear out of the ear closest to her, so she has to shout sort of way. Right. I don't know why I thought that. It doesn't make it nearly as much sense. And here's what I like better. Here's where I would have uh, done a variant of yours. Zach doesn't show up. And she doesn't get a cab from the concierge. She's about to. And then DJ Usher walks in and is like, hey, don't you, aren't you, hey, Lainey, what's going on? What what are you doing here? And she's like, I need a ride home. And he's like, I got you. And they get in his very bad car. Like, it's like a 78 Uh gremlin. And she's like, what is, he's like, don't even mention it. And then we cut scene. I'm fine with the scene starting then with kidney pool and all that stuff. Like, you just want a little more characterization of DJ Usher. That's 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 it. That's it entirely. Now I do have a question for you regarding this um, little picture that you've painted for me. Yeah. Who's DJing prom? Um. <laughs> <laughs> or did it take Lainey many many hours of handsiness on the beach <laughs> to figure it out? <laughs> a little late. That's her hedging. <laughs> you know all right this is not something i subscribe to but do you know the concept of girls say like two or three less and boys say two or three more on like the number of sexual partners and whatever mm-hmm. yeah it's like that but for how long it took her to figure out what was going on like it was a little late i was like it was four hours what are you doing you watched <laughs> a whole movie <laughs> you watched titanic what are you doing does dean look like a guy who's into titanic listen no judgment it's a you know a lot of money went into that movie and has some good parts to it but dean i think that maybe titanic isn't his cup of tea he's more of a yeah you know northanger abbey sort of uh pride and prejudice sort of dude i was gonna say fast and the furious and nope. then i remembered that he's Paul Walker. Right. I wasn't going to say it because Paul Walker's in that movie. I was going to say it because I can picture (laughs) Dean really liking that movie. (laughs) Right. Yeah, it's that thing where, I mean, they didn't do it in this, but like it's the the Ocean's 12 thing where it's like, if Julia Roberts exists in the, then who is playing the, like in Ocean's 12, Julia Roberts is an extant character not played by Julia Roberts. Oh. And I don't think fact, I remember. I, I don't know if I've seen Ocean's 12, honestly. Uh, if you watch Ocean's 11 and then 13 and then 8, you are so good. You are I'm so good. I'm pretty sure I have not seen 13 either. I think I have only seen the original and the women's version. Okay. Um, the original remake. 
Well, the the Clooney. The, yeah, the Clooney one. Yeah. yeah. Um, the original Circa Our Lifetime. I was like, you've only seen the Dean Martin one and the girl one? That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have not seen the Dean Martin one. I always forget I don't... that it was a remake. <laughs> I'm. I don't watch Clooney movies for the last time. <laughs> okay. Um. But in in anyways, in Ocean's Twelve, one of the key plot points. Listen, spoilers for Ocean's Twelve. If you've seen it, you've seen it. Is that the woman that uh, I think her name is Tess that Julia mm-hmm. Roberts plays? Yeah. They intercept Julia Roberts. They don't ever say Julia Roberts, but. There's no question about what is happening. A famous movie star that looks just like Tess is coming to the hotel and she will somehow grant access through blah, 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 plot, 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 plot. So Tess, played by Julia Roberts, has to swap herself in to play Julia Roberts, the movie star. This does sound vaguely familiar. If you pushed it out of your mind, I also wouldn't blame you much, probably. Wild. Yeah. I mean, like, swing for the fences. But wow. I mean, wow. Like, you hit a basketball over the fences, I guess. Like, no one expected... I mean, like, Pitch Perfect 3 being an action movie, it's your last one. Go wild. This is your sequel. This is the first sequel. Like... Mm This is the movie that you're establishing that we can do 13 or 14 or whatever. Right. But nothing lower than 8. No, nothing lower than 11. Anyways, um, yeah, so all of this to say, it would be hilarious if Dean was a fan of the Fast and the Furious movies because um, then who stars in those with Vin Diesel? Mm-hmm. Um, I do actually believe that the Fast and Furious, the first one came out in 2001, though. So this is... Oh, so Dean will be a fan, but yes. is not yet a fan. He is currently, uh, I think, Gone in 60 Seconds, that Nicolas Cage uh, car, mo- car Thief movie. Um, oh, yeah, I didn't that. see that one. I get that one confused with The Italian Job. Sure. Because they... Giovanni Ribisi was in both of them. Maybe. Uh, Seth Green was in one, and I think... Seth Green was in an Italian job at the same role as Giovanni Ribisi in uh, oh, Gone in 60 okay. Seconds, I'm pretty sure. Um, I think I've seen parts of Gone in 60 Seconds. Nicolas Cage, I am not a huge fan of. That, that is one where, for the last time, James, I don't watch <laughs> Nicolas Cage movies. Right. I've seen some, but I am not yeah. a big fan of him. Yeah. So, And I'm not huge on like car-based action movies. Right, exactly. I like I love a good action movie, but... Sure. Like the drivey ones don't yeah. really do a lot for me. The, the that was a that was a twinsy situation. I'm pretty sure Italian Job, the remake of Italian Job, which was also a remake, um, came out. I'm pretty sure within a year of uh, Gone in 60 Seconds. Okay, Gone That's in 60 why. Seconds was Charlize Theron, or was that the Italian Job? I think that was the Italian Job. Okay. I don't recall anyone except for um, Nicolas Cage in. Yeah, that was Charlize Theron, Jason Statham, Seth Green. Seth Green has the greatest line reading of all time in The Italian Job. Listener, if you haven't seen The Italian Job, it's a, it's a, listen, it's fine. It's I did good. actually enjoy it. For, for However. The, it's not my genre of right. action movie, but I did, I did quite enjoy it, I believe. Oh, wow. Gone in 60 Seconds is three years earlier. Oh. Anyways. Um. Seth Green does the greatest reading of um, Hallelujah, or no, Yes, um, of all time in that movie. He's like, yes, 
power of the Holy Spirit because he's just made a fool of himself in a crowd, but he plays it off like he's just had a religious epiphany and it is mm-hmm. Seth Green reading anything at all, so it's charming as hell. So, anyways. Yep. That's, um, yeah. Um, I think that all of that to say they didn't write what happened uh, well enough. Agreed. And I do feel bad for our listeners who are sitting here like, why do they keep shitting on this movie that they are ostensibly watching because they like it? Here's the thing. I like the movie just fine. But if you've listened to any of our other By the Minute movie podcasts, you know that by the time we reach this point in the movie, watching it in this granular fashion, we are seeing how the sausage is made and it's not very pretty. Yeah. I, yeah, in my metaphor, we've been bunching up carpet to smooth it out, and now we're at the end, and we have a whole bunch of bunched carpet, and it's like, yeah. what do we do with this? Listen, She's All That is a different movie than I remember. Mm-hmm. There are great parts to it, there are iconic mm-hmm. parts to it, and there are other parts to it. This yes. is not to say I don't like it, and this is not to say that if you don't like it, listener, or that if you do like it, that you are somehow wrong. And that is never Correct. what I'm saying, and that's never what Same. Aaron's saying, if, if I may. Um, you may. It, it's just that sometimes we're frustrated when a movie could be better. Or done differently, maybe. Yeah, I think there's also an element of, you know, the... We think about when we loved this movie when it first came out and when we were younger. Yeah. We didn't think much about things like plot holes. Yeah. So now that we are older and smarter, question mark, and or at least more like widely read and have a better understanding of how to craft a story and how to tell a story in different media. Yeah. I think that we can look at pretty much any of these and we can kind of see where shortcuts were made and things were duct taped together and they were yeah. like, it's fine. Nobody will notice. Right. And like, I mean, you know, Canada, the way we praised for its excellent montage and transitions, we, you know, yeah. we went on and on about that, you know, and, you know, other movies have other things. This movie, like, I still to this day am absolutely tickled by the fact that Jesse was there at the falafel hut, mm-hmm. just sitting there. Like, wait a minute. There's this whole sub secret theme of there's someone in the room that you didn't realize was in the room who's been there the whole time. Yeah. There is. Because I feel Jesse like there's at the least bathroom. one other instance. There's Jesse yeah, in the bathroom. Wait. There's Freddie Prince Jr. at their house. There's Jesse again at the Falafel Hut. What are we not thinking of? I don't know. I feel like there was another one, but... I mean, Lainey was there while Misty was puking, and Misty knew she was there, but also maybe not as much. Yeah, I feel I like there... Maybe I'm getting this movie confused with something else. I feel like there was a moment when Lainey overheard Taylor saying something, but I don't think that happened. Yeah, I mean, Taylor... I think Taylor has, just flat out said it yeah, I was gonna right say, to her face. <laughs> to, you know, say what you will about Taylor, because she will say what she will about you, but Taylor doesn't do a lot of talking behind people's backs, to her right. credit. She, mm-hmm. you know, true friends stab you in the front... They say. And so do terrible people named Taylor Vaughn. Correct. That's the whole, that's the, that's the full, that's the full uh, saying. Mm-hmm. Anyways, 
All this to say, listener, we are pointing out flaws. We are not pointing out uh, that we don't like this movie or think it's worth our time. That's all, I yeah. guess that's all I'm saying. Because what I'm worried about when I hear someone like like being mean about a movie, not being mean, we're not being mean about it. When I hear someone saying negative-ish things about something, I'm like, oh man, I never noticed that. Oh, geez, listener, don't worry about that. Hey, James' counterpart on the other end of this microphone... Stop it. You're fine. It's this is a this is a decent movie. It's just that now I'm old enough to be able to appreciate that I like the way Freddie Prince Jr. and Rachel Lee Cook look and also notice anything else about the rest of the movie because I'm pretty sure when I was a high schooler All we noticed I, was the pretty people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I will say that there is a moment in Friday's minute that just truly delights me. So Oh, for sure. Absolutely. It's, I mean, it's kind, it's kind of a, a nothing moment, probably, in the grand scheme of the movie, but we'll get there on Friday. Huh. Okay. I think I have thoughts. Oh, um, my guess for how long he's been there. Oh, right. Because um, I have notes, turns out I remembered them. Um, I said, I can't wait to find out how long Zach has been at the house. My guess is dot, 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 30 minutes. So. Okay. I guess 30 minutes, and we'll get back to see tomorrow what the answer is. And listener, um, don't get don't get those hopes up too 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 high. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to take us to some social media? I sure do. So we as a podcast franchise have a Twitter. It is je underscore minute movies. Individually, I can be found at unabashedly Aaron. I can be found at unabashed James. We are proud members of the Scavengers Network, which has a Twitch account. It is twitch.tv slash the Scavengers Network. And Colin, as of this recording, which means meh by the time right. <laughs> this right. airs, but something will be happening. But right now, Colin's doing a Nuzlocke run, and Beth is playing Persona. Yes? I think so. And now and I'm like, oh man, do I just not recognize the name of the game? So I'm just assuming, but I think so. Yeah, at, at one point Beth was playing Persona. For Beth sure. has played a couple of Personas. I yeah, don't Persona. know the di- uh-huh, Persona. <laughs> I don't know the difference between all of the Persona nope. and other games of that ilk. So, because I don't know video games. Yeah, I'm 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 past. I'm out of my depth as well. But um, Beth is great and yes. Even if we can't remember what her stream, what game her stream is, she's still delightful. Hey, listen, when you're listening to this, she's almost certainly playing a different game by now. And so you can go back and watch her play Persona. And that's the same as you going back and watching her play whatever it is that she's playing as we're recording this, because it's the Mm -hmm. same. So exactly. That means we're right. Yeah, (laughs) we are. We are. We are correct there. You you can't deny it. There's no denying it. Nope. The the science has spoken. Mm-hmm. And it says... Yep. You can say it out loud on the podcast all you want. Mm-hmm. We can't hear you because we're in the past and you're in the future. That but the is future true. is your present. And yep. our future is your past. And the past has spoken. And do you know what the past says, James? <laughs> what does the past say? The past says, is that Paul Walker?
The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.